0: You've all been hoodwinked tonight because you're looking at me and you can see something different about me, can't you? I'm going to show you something tonight. It is Paul has showed me and helped me that it's upon the revelation of Jesus Christ at the cross. I have been so hoodwinked that the testimony tonight is going to help you come to this place where Matthew screams it in 6.6. He says, if you are found in this place, I will reward you openly. Openly. Not shut. You've come here tonight and you're going to hear some words and you'll go, thank you, my brother. Thank you for being my brother's keeper. This word is to encourage you. It's to edify you. It's me to come alongside of you and pull you up so you have eyes to see and ears to hear. Thank you, Praise Team. You've gone. Man, I tell you what, I, I knew just that even that tonight, if you leave with this tonight, the race that we're running, the race that we are running currently right now, If you just meditate on that, ears to hear his voice. It's so key. If I could, um, Anwar and Jamie, could you bring the table around? Now tonight, you've got some work to do. Yes. He says, don't just listen to God's word. You must do it yourself. Otherwise, you just get in hoodwinked, fooled. And when you're fooled, what happens is you get to a place where you go how did that happen? How could this be? I've hoodwinked you tonight because I have something on that is external. I came tonight to talk to you about the internal and as I've been Here at the rock, God's shown me that the external is so dangerous. I came here with a mindset of the external, and I was hoodwinked. And what happened, don't get worried, (laughs) is I could see what was going on, is that in me there's this nature. It's so wicked and it's so carnal, it's so dangerous, it's destructive. Now don't get worried. <laughs> yep. And, yeah. I noticed that the external hoodwinks, people. It's so lethal and it's so false that you get the sense of security in what the outside looks like. And you guys might know already what I'm talking about, but I'm going to show you something else. You think you're seeing right now, but you're not seeing. You literally can see change, right? But I'm going to show you something that it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Right? Well, what's that mean? What does it mean that the steps... Don't like me there. What does that actually mean? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. As you can see, I've taken off my suit and I've taken off the external. Paul talks about that. He says that you clean the outside of the cup and make it look real nice and real pretty and it's looking honky dory and you, you think you think you know what I'm talking about this is how dangerous this, this stuff is the eyes will either help you see or you'll be deceived and I'll prove it to you tonight Paul talks in 1 Corinthians and he talks about people that he knew. And he said, how did you get like that? He knew them. How did you end up in diapers again? How did you end up in a mess when you had heard the truth? How did that happen? He says, you're drinking milk. You're drinking milk and I got you past that stage. You should be teachers, you should be prophesying, and you should be moving into situations where there is literally like unbelievable wickedness. But you're here sucking milk. And as you watch my external as, as to go through, this is not to scare you. This is not to make you go. I feel bad about bad about myself. This is to make you go to a place that you need to go to. It's 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 so key. What I say to you tonight is only going to take effect is with what I say. You will take home, and you will literally apply Good, what I've shared to you tonight because it's a testimony. It says upon their testimony upon the revelation of Jesus Christ. Not me. I'm going to show you something wicked and wretched about me tonight that you'll go, really? As I went through this, I noticed that I was in this state. And I could see that there was something drastically wrong. And I... Knew I was in this state, but I just kept on living in this state. How does it happen? It says right here that we start this race. Okay? So I'm going to take you to the Word of God. I'm just going to just open it up now. So we got 1 Corinthians 3, 1. It says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but to carnal. As to babes in Christ, I fed you with milk, And with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy and strife and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Paul came. And saw this and was like, you are in this place. I had this vision eight months ago and I blew it off. And Jesus came to me and he said to me, I want to cook you steak. And I saw him. He appeared to me. He's appeared to me two times since I've been here at The Rock. And I said, what do you mean? I'm I'm eating steak. And so he was dressed there in an apron. He had a knife and he had spices and he had salt. And he presented me, can I please cook you some steak? And I didn't understand what I saw. I really didn't. I'm like, I'm Jeremy Ronald Kenworthy. (laughs) Title, the children's pastor at The Rock. Okay, This is how hoodwinked I was. So as I went into this, I was like, you're showing me something. I'm going to show you what the actual battle is. If you turn to Romans 8.14... Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to flesh, not to the flesh, to live accordingly to the flesh, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if the spirit but if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body you will live, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. This is who I thought I was. thought I was a son of God, eating meat and being in this zone of being the children's pastor here at The Rock. Then what happened? If you go to Galatians 5.17, I'm going to show you something that I now know why Jesus came to me and said, you are not partaking of meat. It says in Galatians five sixteen, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are. And I started going through all these things. I'm like, man, I've I've just about got all of these down pat. I've just about got all of these down pat. And as I went through this, God started to show me something which helped me come to a point in my life that I started to feel ashamed, and I started to feel embarrassed. And as I went through this, God showed me something that was really, really, really cool. Right here is a power shell, and on the outside, if you sand it away and take off the rough exterior you literally start getting these beautiful colors on the outside. And I knew I was beautiful. Not because of the fact that I was wrong, it's because I knew that God had made me and I knew that there was a God. And I knew that I've got kids that came miraculously and I'm with people on earth. I can see that just with people, his creation, that God is God. And there is a God. And I was constantly working on this external part, And then God goes, you don't even know the steps towards me. And I was like, I get visions from you. How can I not know the steps towards you? And he says, I'm going to show you. And so someone walked into my life and started to help me see that I was on the race. I am on a journey and I'm going somewhere because I'm a runner. I'm running the good race. And then I started going, well, I'm prepared. I've got a snack. I've got some goo and I've got a backpack that's full of water and this is called a camel pack. So camels can go a long way. I've been running this race for 40 years. I've been running this race for 40 years. So I started to see, like, you know what? I'm pretty good at this. And I started to realize that I started hearing a frequency when I came here. It was was completely different. I was so ashamed when I got to this place that I didn't know. And even though I looked good, this was inside of me. This iniquity and sin was so festery that I I know what Paul was saying. I could relate to how he was saying as he runs this race that's set before him, that the flesh and the spirit are at war with each other. I could see the stuff in me that what I would say I wouldn't do and what he said was not happening for me. I could see that the substance in me was was iniquity and sin and tonight I'm I'm telling you my testimony to encourage you that it starts out we're born into this we're born into iniquity and sin it's everywhere we are born into this and God knows that we're in this state he knows that that sin and iniquity are there and what he wants to do is something amazing First of all, you're in the state and you go, well, I'll deal with it. Well, I did that. I'm saved. I'm justified. Right? I know about my iniquity. I know about my sin. And I went to the cross and I came to the cross and left it there. Right? Looking good. Now I'm saved. But change hadn't happened. Something was missing. There was like this, I still find myself in the same place. being been hoodwinked, right? And I know that I'm running and I'm getting exhausted. <laughs> so exhausted. But then God started speaking with this frequency so so clear. There's a substance that we go through in the process of this. There's this, He knows that we're in our fallen state with our iniquity. He knows there's sin. Well, then he knows we get justified. Well, then there's this process that I didn't even know about. Sanctified. What's this sanctified? And then God said, I'm going to show you what it is. You know what I used to call this place where we're sitting right now? The big place. The sanctuary. Sanctuary. Say that word sanctuary. It's so big, isn't it? It's like sanctuary. And then God started showing me, you have been looking at the old. You are right here in the old, the flesh. You want the lights. You want the children's ministry. You want the numbers. And you want to see kids come to Christ and get saved. Now, that sounds good, doesn't it? It really sounds good. It sounds like man, that's just like perfect. And God goes, he reminds me. You know, God God constantly reminds me about how he waters. He's the substance. He's the substance that you can see here I've got two trees. It's undeniably different. One is dead and one is vibrant and alive, isn't it? You can clearly see that these branches are broken and the leaves are withered and it's, it's about to die. But this one over here is the branches are brown and the leaves are green and, and it's growing. It's, it's receiving something, isn't it? And God showed me in my exhaustedness in running got everything I'm going on my run I've got my goo goo is a substance by the way that has got nutrients in it it's really really good for you when you're running it makes you go the distance and so I'm like well I'm prepared now I've got it I know where I'm going But you know, I started getting, even after being here for two years, I was exhausted. This is my testimony. I'm exhausted doing what I'm doing. I cannot keep on going this way. Well, then I realized there's there's something else that started going on. God went through the process and talked to me about the substance. And then I started learning about sanctification. And sanctification is a process where you've got to do something. Everyone say sanctification. sanctification. Who thinks they know what sanctification is? What's sanctification? Cleansing and renewal. I like that. What's some other stuff? Process of being made holy. Very good. I like that. brought alive I would absolutely say that. another one come on this side sanctification set apart very good. there's a substance that Paul knew about we sung it tonight. we sung songs about it and lead me to the cross. See Jesus spoke these words to his disciples he said, I am going to a place that you cannot go. And they're screaming in their flesh, no. And he says, you do not know what you say. He says, where I am going is for the benefit of you. And I started reading about these words and I started seeing about my carnal nature and I started seeing that my sin and the substance was still weighing me down. Now, how can that be if I'm running the race saved and justified by the Lord Christ Jesus? Why am I not seeing the fullness and the outworking of what's supposed to happen? Who thinks they could tell me? Because the body's not united. That is definitely, that's what I've talked into at the beginning. Paul is talking, there's still division among you. You're still on milk. You're still wearing little boy and little girl pants. Right? Who knows what it is? This is why I was hoodwinked. I will take you to the next level. I started going like this. I am done with myself. I am done with me pretending. And this is what God showed me. I was missing The substance. Thank you. (laughs) I was missing truth, the fullness. And what I'm about to tell you tonight, I'm not ashamed to tell you. Because there is a word that we've been hoodwinked about. This word is called repentance. We have been speaking about this word and we're afraid of it. Debbie spoke that man was so scared that they trembled and could not even go close and they said Moses you have to go for us now where I'm going to take you is to edify you and encourage you and uplift you about why there is a process and God has a process he has an order he is a God of order his house is an order He knows that we had iniquity. He knows that we had sin. And he knows when those two entangled, that sin and iniquity got us into a place that's so vile and so sick. What it does is this, is the outside is so good looking and it comes up and it says these things. It says Jesus We have found this woman in the act of adultery. What do you say we should do? And Jesus knew in his heart what their intent was. And he gets down on the ground and he writes in the sand and it says, as he was doing that, he stood up and they're still there looking good, knowing the law and holding the stones ready. And Jesus says these powerful words, ye without sin cast the first stone. And he gets down again and he writes in the ground and it says, I love how it says this. Because it helps me. It says from the oldest to the youngest. They left one by one. Knowing that one of them. Could not cast that stone. He looks at her. And he rises up. He says where are your accusers? Where are they? And she says. These are such beautiful words. She says Lord. Lord. She says, there is none. And you know who was looking? He was looking with a heart. It said that he was a rugged and rough looking man. But he was looking with a heart of compassion. And he says, they're not here. They're gone. And he says, now go and sin no more. He brings her grace. Such amazing, powerful grace. And only he could. Because he knew who he was. And this is where I've been. I have been wrestling. I've been running this race. And I didn't know who I was. I was this wretched man I was embarrassed to say it and I had a stone. And now I know I've had to walk away from my wretchedness. Repentance used to freak me out because people start to see who you are on the exterior your hardness, your meanness, your callousness. When I spoke about my identity in Christ Jesus, If your identity is not in him. We say we would have not been the ones to throw that stone. But there wasn't one left. They all left. But Christ is teaching something here. We know right here. That when he goes to the cross. And he dies. When he does that. This is what he wants to do. What does it say? His blood does. It cleanses us, the sanctification process. So you come to the cross, and your sins there. This nature, this DNA, is there. It's right there. It's powerful. These different words. It says it's like a. Co- it says it's like a covering. That's a purification process. And that's there, right? What he wants to do is go like this. And go like this. Right there. That's what he wants to do. Right there. That's what he wants. Sanctification is the process that we all go through. When we die and we have a realization of what sanctification is, and God comes in, it doesn't finish there. It's not that you are cleansed from all of your sins. There's more. This nature, which I read to you before, it says that it's at war with each other. It's at war. It's so mean and nasty, it's at war. The flesh is fighting the spirit. They're at war constantly. Did you know that Christ is interceding for you right now about that? Did you know that he's with the Father interceding that you come into this? The song tonight is prophetic. Listen to his voice and come into this. And as you come into this, what did Jesus promise to his disciples that were living out of the carnal nature thinking of the earthly realm wanting to rule and reign here. What was he trying to get his eyes off, their eyes off? The world. He was trying to get them off the circumstances of the world. God sent the law to show us that our circumstances in this world were impossible without him. Now we know that Jesus dies on the cross. What is the last step that he talks about before he goes up to Christ after he's been down and died and been raised by his father. Who knows it? Scream it. Everyone should be yelling this out. It's not the Great Commission. It's not forgiveness. Glorification. I didn't know this. I could not articulate this. I couldn't say my iniquity, my sin, my justification, my sanctification, and my glorification. I could not speak these words. Eight months ago, and Jesus is saying, I want you to eat meat. And I started going, I don't feel shame. I actually feel ignited about this. I actually started going, truth is apparently not in me because I can't speak this out. I can't pour this out on people to go, it's okay. It's okay that you feel this way, but he did not leave it like that. He did not leave you in this state to go through this life going, well, what's the race about? I'm confused. He says he's come To take away the confusion. He's came to bring an order. You're going to start hearing a word called Melchizedek. And you're like, who's Melchizedek? Who is he? You're going to start walking into this. And we're going to start speaking this prophetic language that is in the truth. The word of God. And you're going to go, I've never heard this before. I've never entered into this. I've never eaten steak. I'm not eating meat. I'm sucking on milk. I'm, I'm silked, the Bible says. Paul says you're still silked. The other part of that vision is God said, you still like milkshakes, don't you? And I do. I love them. <laughs> I was in Beaumont, Texas, sick. I had a stomach disorder. And I was on baby food for a year. It's okay. Everyone say it's okay. Baby food starts off as this. It's mushed. It's purified. And it's fun. Who's fed a baby before? When you feed a baby and then they go, they start speaking in tongues. It goes everywhere. Everyone say repentance. I started going, you know what, there must be something to this word that I don't understand and that I haven't come into. And so when I started going, you know what, why do I fear repentance? What does it say that repentance does? Who can answer? What does repentance do? First step, because we all know the first step. What does repentance do? When you first come to the cross, it changes you. And why does it change you? Why does repentance at the cross change you? Why does turning from not the things of the world, I took my suit off, my jacket, my external, and I turn to the cross, and I am naked, and I come to the cross, and I repent. It says that repentance brings truth. It brings truth. It brings a reality into a what we've been told and hoodwinked to an impossible reality. You start to go. The truth says, "If I repent and turn from my wicked ways," Jesus says these powerful words. It is finished. It's done. Nothing else because he, his blood, he was pure. He was the sacrifice. He's from a priesthood that when we start to dive into who he is, you will go, this is finished. Now, why is the race so hard? Why am I so hoodwinked? Still, God started showing me, as you turn to me and repent from your wicked ways, who did Jesus promise he would send to help you? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Jesus says, my father, not Jesus My father cares about you so much that I'm going to send another. Everyone say another. The Holy Spirit. He's going to get inside of you. And he's going to come. He's going to be like a wind. He's going to be a presence. He's going to be a smell. He's going to give you sight. He's going to give you revelation to truth. You will not figure this out on your own. God knew this. That's why he sent the law. You are wretched. You're wretched. And so now that he's promised that the Holy Spirit is going to come, you start opening the word of God and something completely changes. You start to go from milk to solids. You start to partake of the Holy Spirit. I was like, how could I be so stupid not to see this? And then I realized I was running in my own strength. I was running around in my own strength, in my own stuff. And he said, you need to put these on. Like, think about it. It's so simplistic. This message tonight is so easy. It's that. The word of God is the truth. And once you abide in it and you put it on and you should your feet with it and you walk into it in Matthew 6, 6 where you're found in the secret place reading God's word and the Holy Spirit rocks up and you start reading words like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not I can do all things in Jeremy who strengthens me. Your identity is in Christ and you literally get should with the good news of repentance. It's so beautiful. It's so powerful. The word becomes undeniably a joy. And you run to him when you make a mistake. This is why Paul screams, I do what I do don't want to do, and what I don't want to do, I do. But he knows that these two are at war. And he wants you to rely on the Holy Spirit to cut it off once and for all and to be in the Holy Spirit. And look what it says about the Holy Spirit. What does it bring? Everyone turn to Galatians 5.22. So he knows we're going to be in the state. It's so beautiful. He knows we're going to be murderous. He knows that we're going to be wicked. He knows that we've got these stones that we want to throw. He knows that we were going to be that messed up. But it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Against such these, there is no law. I started going... I am set free from my sick self. (laughs) I am redeemed. I am cleansed by the blood of Christ. He knew I was in the state. Last Christmas, I was away and I, I fell and I was just so ashamed. I felt so dirty. And I was like, why do I feel like this when I'm running the race and I'm starting to process this stuff? And God literally rocked up in my tent and was laughing at me. And I was like, why are you so happy about me being so sad? And he literally said this. He said to me, he said, you have no idea what grace is. Even your simple justification at what I did at the cross, you have no idea what grace is. And thank you, Lord, that he has sent the truth, In this house, and it's been spoken. And when I came to it at Christmas time, I was like, something broke off me. And I repented. I got back on my knees and said, Lord, I'm in this state, and I need the truth to start being in me. There's still a hoodwink. There's so many hoodwinks on this way. I'm a runner. I'm gonna receive the prize. This is how self is just so dangerous. You know? You think of the exterior. You think of who you are, who you're becoming. Who's that from? Who you're becoming. The father of lies. He's so sneaky. This all started at the garden. He's so sneaky. He uses scripture. Even with Christ, he uses scripture. I'll give you all of this. What does he say? Look, it's so unbelievable. Give you some bread. He says these powerful words. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Jesus was abiding in the substance of his father. He did only what his father asked him to do. He literally had ears to hear. He was in the secret place. And he realized that it was absolutely nothing to do with the prize of what the father of lies could offer to him. He lets Satan know. This is why Jesus gets these words from his father as he's going through this process, even in the sanctification process. You've got to understand that Jesus came in a flesh suit. He came in the flesh. He came as a man. And he overcome for you and me. Through his sanctification process. He says, this is my son. And who I am well pleased. Upon this name. I will build my kingdom. It's so powerful. And you start to come under this. And you start to come into him. And you start to come into the sanctification process. And you start running. Draw close to me and I will draw close to you. Literally. Draw close to me and I will draw close to you. I will tell you about a prize. Why is there a prize after you've been saved and justified from your iniquity and sin? Well, I started going through this process. I've been in my secret place. And I'm going to try and end this on the Holy Spirit. Because you're not going to be able to do it in your own strength. Literally, the Holy Spirit, once you partake of Him, joy becomes a substance that you partake of. And you start to eat it. And when you repent, you're not fearful. You can go up that mountain and go into the Holy of Holies because you know that what Christ has done for you has been nullified. As if you had never done it. And he starts telling you about, be your brother's keeper. Be someone that would have the guts to speak truth and say you've been running the race in your own strength and draw them in because that's what the Father does. The Father draws us in. He draws us in. He always has at the beginning. I had a download this week for a whole night of how he has drawn us in. The whole time. Cain and Abel, two brothers. One's acceptable, one's not. And he's right there with Cain. Where is your brother? Where is he? And Cain literally goes like this. Am I my brother's keeper? He had murdered his brother. He had killed him. His blood hit the ground and the ground cried out. And God is right there. This is how powerful he is. He's right there. He's before him and he's trying. He's drawing. And he's like, come into this. Noah, a boat. It's phenomenal. I cried because only one boat got built. He's building a boat. Speaking truth. This is a reality. It's going to happen. I have friends tell me, how could a God be so mean and wicked that he would wipe out all those people? He had a guy there building a boat saying, this is going to happen. Repent. That is a loving father. They were wicked people. They were doing insane things. They were killing each other. They were wretched and they didn't turn It goes from the Old Testament all the way in. The Pharisees, the sanctuary. It's all man-made. They're doing the man thing. They're challenging God. We're going to kill this person. We're going to live by the law. You know what it says if you live by the law? You'll die by it. This last step process with what the Holy Spirit wants to do is he wants to fill you. He wants to fill you with joy, the joy of repentance that people will come into, that will turn to him and come into this. You've been called to be this mouthpiece as a people. And I I can honestly say I've just started coming into this now as I've sharpened myself into the word. The last scripture I'm going to read to you, I'm going to give you a picture of who you can be. And who you could not be. If you turn to Ezekiel. 33. Father God, I just thank you for your word. Lord, the spoken word of God. The substance. Father God, when truth comes into the situation, nothing is impossible (coughs) there you go when you are just justified that's what it's going to sound like (coughs) again the word of the Lord came to me saying What came? The spoken word. Thank you, Father, for your spoken word. Came saying to me, could you eat some steak and grow up? Could you? Could you repent and come into me? Could you? Please. You know, I can't believe that. how gracious he is. Grace is so powerful. Son of man, speak to the children, to your people and say to them, when I bring the sword upon the land and the people of the Lord take a man from that territory and make him their watchman. When he sees the sword coming upon the land, If he blows the trumpet and warns the people, then whoever hears the sound of that trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself. But he who takes warning... Will save his life, but if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity. But this blood I will require at the watchman's hand. Repentance is so key. So, you, Son of Man, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel. Everyone say, The house of Israel. Therefore, you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity but his blood I will require at your hand. Say at my hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked to turn from his wicked way, and he does not turn from this way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Therefore, you, O son of man, say to the house of Israel, thus you shall. If your transgressions and your sins lie upon us, and we pine away in them, now can we live. Say then, as I live, says the Lord God. This is the key part here. This is so key. This is what he is speaking to the rock today. I have no pleasure in the death Of the wicked. I'm going to read that again. I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. But the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. For why should you die, O house? Of Israel. I'm going to ask you. A key question. The process that I've talked tonight. Is always. And always built, always will be. This is why he says. Who was and is. And is to come. It's always been. The same. Clear. Clear. Message, the message of love. It's beautiful. It's so amazing that there's nothing impossible for God if we turn from our wickedness and come into this and start going through the process of being sanctified filled with the Holy Spirit, understanding the truth that the offer has always and always will be there until... His return... He's coming and he wants you to make the declaration of truth in Christ Jesus. So people will come into this, into the fullness, not of just being saved and justified, but he is coming for her. He's coming for her. And it says that her will no longer live on bread alone. But by every word of God that comes from the mouth of the Lord, if you are not eating and partaking of this and receiving revelation via the Holy Spirit, you are missing the full price, which Paul is screaming He's saying, how did you grow weary from running and miss the goal? How did you get back to milk when you were supposed to be living in this reality? I am coming. And if you don't know what this is right now, if I am holding this and you don't know what this resembles, if you don't know what the white stone is, you are horrible. Hoodwinked, and you need to repent and turn into the Word of God and find out what this is about. You need to understand that He is returning, He's coming again for the second time. It's not a mistake that the covenant that He made. I spoke before that God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and then not fulfill what is in God's word? I am coming back. Do you know about this? Do you know who you are? Do you know him? Are you loving others? Are you walking together here at the rock? Are you literally... Knowing what the evening will bring at the rock when the word of God is spoken and you hear the life and life abundantly. When we start talking about Melchizedek, the goal of life, you will literally go, I need to be in this. And all I did was have joy and peace and say, I haven't been in the word and asking God to have joy and peace and righteousness and long suffering To work in me so that I would be drawn into this place. What does it say? Draw close to me and I will draw close to you. It's literally that. I'm going to end with this. You can't do this alone. You can't. You can't do it by yourself. He sent you a brother and a sister to talk about this. Let me end with this. How do you feed? Are you still on milk? Are your ears opened or closed? Are you pining? Are you crawling? Are you taking your first step? Are you walking? Are you running? Have you run and stopped? What is the key to this? My challenge for you is to go home and do what the Word of God says. It says to get by yourself. Shut the door in secret. And there is a promise attached to this. There's a promise. There's a full-on promise where it talks about what he will do in the secret place. And you're going to start operating out of a key... Completely different way. The old will be where it needs to be. And you'll start running this race, and you will operate out of a completely different nature. You'll be of the substance of what Christ promised. you'll start growing. Because there's a day coming we will give an account and I ask that this story that I've talked to you about tonight is a true story and it's about us. We're loved and we are chosen and he has a reward and offer.